Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. I am your host, Jake Masucci, and this is episode 17. Kind of crazy. We are really flying through everything. And today, we are going to go back to NFL football. I have my cousin, my guy, Aaron Smith. We were ready to do a podcast. We wanted to talk about the draft, and we were waiting for that time to come. It was slowly coming, and it's coming up. It's on the 27th. It's going to be it's gonna be a really exciting draft. I'm really looking forward to it. There's a lot of different storylines, a lot of good quarterbacks, a lot of good D linemen. We really go through those QBs and those D linemen and some of the sleepers in the beginning, and then we do our little mock draft also. Um, we go through the top 20 in the draft, and we really have some good insight into all of this. Aaron Aaron came prepared, man. He was flat out incredible. But I'm going to save spoilers. We got to get to the episode. So without further ado, I'm going to cue the music. All right, welcome back into the show. I am your host, Jake Masucci, and today we got a special podcast for you guys. We got to get back to NFL. We are back. The NFL draft is upon us, and I got my guy, Aaron Smith, with me to talk some football, and boy, Aaron, I'm so excited to talk about this. This is going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Um, Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I mean, we were pumped uh, talking about this in Florida. We were like, we got to yeah. get a podcast coming before the draft, and oh, yeah. the draft is coming up, and dude, I'm so excited. We actually played football a year together, and you were a fantastic football player, so I mean, when I want football knowledge, I go to directly to you, so I'm really happy you could join me, man. Of course. Can't wait. Let's do it. All right, let's get to it. So, um, the story of this draft, as you may have seen, is definitely the quarterbacks, 100%. These guys, flat-out sensational. We haven't had really this talented of quarterbacks in a long time, probably since Andrew Luck and, like, those guys. Like, um, yeah. there, are, there are a couple draft classes in the past, but these guys are really talented. So, Aaron, I asked you to come up with a list, like your top three to five quarterbacks. Like, what did you come up with? What, what are your top five? Yeah, all right. Uh, I got I one. I got Bryce Young. I don't think that's a surprise. He's a gunslinger. He's a sniper. He's got poise in the pocket. I think that's a obvious choice of number one. But some people like C.J. Stroud, so he's gonna be in my two. He's that uh, that NFL frame. He's like six three, two fifteen. He's got a beautiful throwing motion. So he's my two. I think those are undebatable. Then I got a little bit of. At three, four, five, you can change it up. But for me, it's Anthony Richardson, then Will Levis, and then Hendon Hooker. I got Richardson and Levis there because those are those guys that you don't really know about, but they definitely have the potential to be great. And then Hendon Hooker, he probably could have been higher up, but he got hurt. So, you know, he's got to come back from that injury. And, and then we'll see where he goes from there. So, yeah, that's my list. I like that list. I like that list personally. Like, 
Hendon Hooker, you talked about it a little bit. He was dealing with the injury near the end of the season, kind of hurt his draft stock a little bit. But that guy was balling this year. Like him and Jalen Hyatt, who we'll probably might talk about later just a tad. But I mean, they were fantastic. Tennessee was near the top of college football. They were n- near the top four. I mean, they were incredible to watch. And then like looking at two other SEC quarterbacks, you got, I mean, First of all, there's four SEC quarterbacks that we just talked about. about That's flat out insane, dude. I mean, I didn't even think about that till now. That's crazy. But um, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, like these guys, flat out outstanding prospects. I mean, unbelievable. Anthony Richardson, I mean, looking at him in the combine, that guy's huge, flat out huge. He throws darts. He apparently hit the ceiling, which was the which was crazy in the combine like that's ridiculous i can't believe that was a highlight from the combine hitting the ceiling that's kind of funny i think quarterbacks might try to do that a little more but um (laughs) but um then you look at will levis another one of those guys like really talented in the weight room really really smart guy like people love him both of them interview really well which is part of the reason why they're really being looked at a lot and then you look at the top two to me, which is Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. These guys are just flat out unbelievable. Stroud showed you the full package in that college football playoff game. It's flat out incredible. He could do everything. There was questions about his running. He showed you he could run a little bit. And then Bryce Young, it's just all poise, you know, like poise in that pocket. He's flat out incredible. I wanted to talk to you about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Okay. They're very similar, but why do you have Richardson over Levis? Yeah, well, they are very similar, right about that. They're both strong guys, both athletes. They both have cannons for arms. I think where Richardson is a little higher than Levis for me is, is his running ability and his playmaking ability. I think that he can make something out of nothing. I think that he can use his legs to make a play happen. And then, obviously, Levis, he's not hes not far behind him. I like Levis a lot, too. He's obviously got the cannon. Like I said, he's... He's a smart, he's a smart quarterback, good decision maker, and and that's something that that people have questioned about AR. So, you know, for me, I I don't know who I would draft, but I just put it the way I put it. I got AR than Levis. Okay, okay, yeah. For me, like, it's difficult too, man. Like these two are, and like the more and more I talk about them, the more similar they get to me. Like yeah. they're just they're just fantastic prospects, and they didn't do great in college, so it's hard. It's just really hard because they didn't really have the team to do great. So, like, looking at Levis, like, I think I would actually put Levis ahead of Richardson. I'd have Levis at that three and Richardson four. And that's just because, like, Levis has all of the materials already. With Richardson, like, he needs just a little more work in order to do it. If Richardson lands near in a really good situation, like, it might be okay. But, like, if you go draft him number one overall – what are you expecting him to start right away? I don't think either of these guys are ready. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, I, for me, now that I think about it, the more I think about it, it's they're they're tied for me. <laughs> they're both they're both at number three, I think, because where I see it, the way I see it, it's it's Levis has the has the brain, AR has the athleticism, and then they both just have potential. So I think that they can both reach that level. It's just where they are now is Levis has the the smarts, AR has the athleticism. So for teams drafting, it's whichever one you like more out of that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that 100%. Like, it's really difficult looking at that 
three, four spot. Like I like what you said. Like it's a tie pretty much because you don't want to knock the other, you know, they're both fantastic prospects. Um, Let's talk about one, two. So I have Bryce, then Stroud also. What is your opinion why you have Bryce over Stroud? Yeah, so <clears throat> the way I see it is is Bryce Young, he obviously had that Heisman season. So he's he he's got the he's got the trophy to prove that he is better, quote unquote, than CJ Stroud. But when you're drafting a quarterback, you look at you look at their size, you look at their talent, and CJ Stroud is is six three, two fifteen, and he's just like that's a NFL quarterback. You look at him, he's an NFL quarterback. His mechanics are, are perfect. And uh, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to put Bryce Young ahead of him. But where I, where he is ahead of him for me is his accuracy. His accuracy is is something that I, I probably hasn't seen in, in my whole life. I mean, he, he doesn't miss. No matter who he's throwing to, he just doesn't miss. So the coverage has to be more than perfect for him to throw an incompletion. And, and I don't know, for me, that's just – it just sets him – Sets him above. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, there's something about Bryce Young. I mean, yeah. it's it's just something. I was listening to Ryan Rosillo's podcast. He had um oh, what's his name? Uh McShay. McShay on. Yeah. And they were talking all of the draft prospects, right? And he interviewed Bryce, Bryce Young. He was really like looking into him. He was like, Is there any like downsides to him? And he couldn't find any. Like, this guy's just unbelievable. He's got great knowledge for the game. The only thing is, is he's small. That's the only thing that these guys are looking at. But what he described Bryce Young as, is he described him as the Steph Curry of the game. Because he's small, nobody knows what to expect, and he's just so talented, you know? Like, Steph came out a shooter, and we weren't sure if that would translate to the game. We've seen small quarterbacks come out of the draft, like Kyler Murray, who haven't succeeded as much as we thought. But maybe this is the difference. And the reason why I think we think this is the difference is because his poise. Like, the guy's poise in the pocket is just incredible, and he makes such great reads. And this is no knock on Stroud either. Stroud's fantastic. He's unbelievable. It's just so difficult between these guys because Stroud, like, he throws dots too. Like, he can do everything. That that I can't get over that playoff game. It was flat out fantastic. It's just really difficult to choose, man. Yeah, I I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think we can move on because of how much we agree on this. <laughs> I mean, I think our quarterbacks were we're like I, mean, I was going to say boys. I was going to say only thing you can knock in him is height and I mean, he just overcomes the height, you no, know, like in every aspect of the game. So so yeah, that's I think we agree on that. 100%. <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect us to agree that much, but I'll take it 100%. All right, let's get to the D lineman, okay? Because that's probably the next step in the draft of like top tier guys. And we're counting edge rushers in here too. I kind of wanted to kind of group them together. So who are just some of the top guys we should be looking at? Um, I think I asked for like three guys. So if you could give me like three or four guys that you really like in this draft to kind of look at. Yeah, I uh... – I mean, top two, I don't think is debatable. Just like the quarterbacks, is Willie Anderson, Jalen Carter. I mean, those are just your guys that can come in and start and just make a difference right when they get on the field. You got Willie Anderson coming off the edge. He's a he's huge. He's he's six four, two thirty five. He he's looks. I mean, he looks and plays just like T.J. Watt. And why would you not want to draft T.J. Watt? So uh, that's where I got. I got him at one. And then Jalen Carter, another beast. He's uh, six three, three hundred pounds. I mean, he just fills up a gap without even moving, but he can move. So yeah, no, he's incredible. 
That's incredible. Then I got at three. I got. I mean, I got a couple of guys I can put in there, but I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to put Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech in there. Um, I mean, the dude's a monster. He's six six, two seventy five, and he can move. So he had. Uh, I got some stats here. He had sixty one tackles and seven sacks in his senior season at Tech, and uh, I mean that's a pretty remarkable season for a big guy like himself. Yeah, so, no, that's incredible. Jeez, yeah. I didn't realize it was that much. That's in my third. My third uh, best D lineman to draft. So, yeah. What do you think? All right. I I really like that. Um, I had pretty much that as my top three, but the only thing I changed was I have Jalen Carter over Will Anderson. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's not a knock on uh, Will Anderson at all. I love Jalen Carter. I mean, this guy came in as the literal number one player in this draft, mm-hmm. and he was going to go number one. And I still believe that, if none of the stuff about him speeding and doing all that stupid stuff in college came out, the bears wouldn't have traded out of that pick and they just would have picked Jalen Carter. Uh, like this guy's that talented, which mm-hmm. I love. And we'll get to later on, um, on where I think he should go. Um, but he's flat out insane, just a ridiculous talent. And that's why I have him one. Like if you watch Georgia, they're just so talented defensively yeah. always like the past two years. It's just been incredible. So I have Carter one and then Will Anderson not far behind at two. Like it's probably that much of a difference. Will Anderson is flat out incredible as well. He had a ridiculous year more two years ago than last year. Uh, last year was a little bit down, which is which is why I think that Jalen Carter, Will Anderson is like more of a debate. Because Will Anderson had another unbelievable year. It would have been difficult not to put him one. Right. But um, he's flat-out incredible. And then Wilson, Tyree Wilson's flat-out incredible. You kind of put the words in my mouth. He's he's ridiculous. There's a little bit of questions with him like about like how much he wants it and stuff, but I'm not too worried about that. And he's mm-hmm. dealt with some injuries, and there's been some weird stuff with his uh, training. Uh, what are those called? The pro days? There's been some weird stuff with that. But I'm not too worried about him. Another guy I really like is Miles Murphy. I really love him. Another D tackle from Clemson. I'm really high on him, which we'll get to some sleepers a little bit. But that would be one of my sleepers at the D line. Like if he's at 18 and the Lions are interested, like I would love that 100. percent Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think that uh, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson is very close. Um, I agree with everything you said for sure. My my other guys that I that I Keep in mind, or Kalijah Cansey from Pitt. Okay, he's a smaller guy. He's kind of the same size as Aaron Donald, which is kind of eye widening now. When you, when yeah, you I've heard him. some comparisons to him. Like, yeah, he's, he's people really same. like him. He's about the same uh, size. He's like six six foot two seventy five, which is a strong, speedy guy. Um, I mean, he he racked up thirty four and a half tackles for loss, sixteen sacks. So I mean, Sheesh. he's a he's a beast. Yeah, uh, and then I mean Brian Brian Brissy from Clemson, Miles Murphy from Clemson. They both ran the D line there. They were like the whole reason Clemson was in the was even considered a good team. So yeah, I mean those are my. I think there's a lot of prospects at D line, and those are my round top six. So yeah, no, I mean the D line is just flat out incredible, and we agree about it mostly. Like this class, well, it's very talented, and we have to discuss like how talented each of them are. Like there's not much debate over it either. You know, like you can kind of put them in a similar, similar kind of group, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, No, I mean, 
it's going to be interesting, really, wherever you put put around, like 1,000%. Yeah. All right, you got any sleepers that we should be looking at, like maybe in the later rounds? Like I do. I do. All right, I do. all right, let me hear them. I don't think, in my opinion, none of these guys are should be first-round picks, maybe even uh, early seconds. But the, And then after that, um, that's when you'll start hearing these names. And I got a couple positions. I got I got a QB. My QB sleeper is Clayton Toon from Houston. Okay. He, uh, yeah, he's Mel Kuyper had him as his sixth best QB in the draft. He's, I mean, he's 6'3, 215. So that same, that same build as CJ Stroud. He's a big dude. I watched his highlights. He's just got a cannon. And now you can, you can knock on him for being in the American Conference. You can knock on him for being 24 years old after being a fifth year senior. Uh-huh. But I mean, he went 8 0 his junior year, carried his team to an 8 0 conference record. He's got the NFL body. He's got the NFL arm. He can move too, which was very surprising that I saw. And the way he proved, is, at least statistically, from junior, from his fourth to fifth year, was actually very impressive. He ended up with 67% completion percentage, which is close to, uh, which is actually better than Bryce Young, over 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. So wow, I mean, it's, it was impressive to, if you uh, if you look at him. He's he's uh, no no he's not shy of being. He, sorry, if he was, if he was in a better situation than Houston, I think he would have shown out a little bit more than he did. And yeah, I mean that's definitely a guy to look at because yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really follow him too much. I heard a little bit about him, but like, right. there's not, there's not much on him. He could be a fantastic backup, and like that's really huge in the exactly. NFL because quarterbacks get injured all the time. Like, I didn't realize this guy was that good. That's really yeah. impressive. And, and for me, when you when you look at quarterbacks that you don't hear until the draft. They're the guys that are huge and have huge arms. Those are the kind of guys that will get drafted and then immediately start to produce. So I think that he is a sleeper for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I yeah. I really didn't expect that at all. All right, who else you got? Who then else? I got, we I'll list him off a little faster. I got we all know him, running back Jameer Gibbs. He's a second. He's probably the second running back in the draft, second best behind Bajan. He's he's definitely far behind Bajan because he's un, unreal. But yeah, Bijan's like crazy. I like Jameer Gibbs a lot. He's he's a definitely a, a dual uh, threat uh, running back. He can catch, he can run, he can juke, he can move, and and I th- I think he's gonna be a sleeper. And whatever team gets him is gonna have a good running back. Then I got a receiver, my guy Jaden Reed out of MSU. Oh I man, that, I like that. I like that. You got you had to put early. him in, right? You had to not put MSU. In. Early. No, no, no. He's not getting picked early. But he, whoever he goes to, they're getting a quick. He's he's six feet, one eighty five. They're getting a quick, playmaking receiver, and that's that's what you want when you draft a, a depth receiver. He's gonna fill somebody's bench, and he's gonna be a great guy to come off the bench and make some plays. Then I got <clears throat> tight end Sam Laporta from Iowa. I think okay. that as far as Iowa tight ends go, it's they're just they're amazing. I mean, he's yep. the same build as Kittle and Hawk. So like, why would you not? What do you not see in him, right? So yeah, I got him coming in as a as a as a rookie and making making a big difference. Jonah would be loving that, man. Jonah would be flat out loving that. <laughs> of course, Jonah. And then my last sleeper is, is one of my favorite college players, actually. He's he's uh Keely Ringo, DB for Georgia. Ooh. Okay, okay. Yeah. Whenever I watch Georgia, I mean they've got unreal players all throughout their defense. But this guy, I don't know, something about him. I think he, he just was such a good leader. He was a captain for the for the secondary. And he's also 6'2", 205. I mean, he's an NFL body. He's, he's as big as Jalen Ramsey. He's as big as the top two 
cornerback prospects in this draft. I mean, I don't know why he's so low. Kuiper had him at seven for cornerbacks. Oh, I think geez. he'd be better than that. So I'm I'm gonna watch out for him. And he's also, in my opinion, I mean, he's one of my favorite players to come out of this draft. So man, you really dug deep, man. Like oh, that's some really good I insight. Did. I'm loving that. I'm loving yeah. that. These are my guys. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um one I'm only gonna add one name because you kind of nailed the sleepers on the head. Sure. But um, and this is this is just a tight end I love, and it's also from Georgia is Darnell Washington. This guy's yeah. incredible, flat out incredible. We we talked about it a little off air when we were talking about football and during our vacation. Like he's incredible. Like he's just so big, so strong, can block, can receive. Like he's probably gonna end up going like second round, stuff like that. Um there's a few tight ends that I'd take over him. Like the Utah tight end is really talented. Michael Myers up there, you know, like there's some good tight ends probably ahead of him. But if you're looking for a tight end second round, I love Darnell Washington. The guy is just a beast. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he, you look at him and he's, he doesn't look real. He's what is he, six, seven. He's, he's he can move. huge dude. He's, Flat out. He's huge. He's definitely a Georgia player. When you look at him. One hundred percent. I can't wait to see what he does in the NFL. One hundred percent, man. I'm thousand percent in agreement. All right. Well, we are going to take a little break, but when we get back, we are going to split up some teams and go through. You want to go top fifteen? You want to do the top fifteen? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go through the top fifteen of who we think each team will draft. Maybe get in some arguments. Maybe we don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen, what but happens. it's gonna be very interesting. So tune back in until we get back. All right, welcome back into the show, and now we're gonna go. With some draft, we're going to do the mock draft. And what we decided is that Aaron is going to have the first pick and he's going to have all the odds and I will have all the evens. So we'll kind of just do go like that. We can make trades. We can do whatever we want with it. And we're actually going to go to 18 instead of the top 15 for for the Lions fans. So they got two picks. Um, I'll be the Lions in this situation. So, you know. Hopefully, hopefully the Lions follow my advice, but we'll see for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. Aaron, you are on the clock. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, I'm the Carolina Panthers. The way I see it, we need a, need a couple of things, but obvious pick QB. And I'm going to contradict myself a little bit. I'm about to take CJ Stroud with the first overall pick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, before before we move on, why why Stroud over Young? I mean, we talked yeah. about it a little earlier, but like if you're the Panthers, why would you do it? I think that, like I said, is his pro body has like makes his potential limitless, and I think that plugging Stroud into a NFL system, I think it might translate quicker than Bryce Young will. I think that he's gonna he's gonna go wherever he goes and he's gonna flourish. So first overall pick, C.J. Stroud. Okay, okay, I like it. Houston is on the clock, and us GMs, we're jumping up and down. We are super happy. C.J. Stroud went before our guy, Bryce Young, who we wanted all along. We were all in, and thank God we picked Bryce Young. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like that pick, too, because pair him up with Mechie, that's going to be a pretty 
pretty fun to watch. Yeah, no, before before last season, I talked to Gus about the, the Texans, and um, we were not high on the Jaguars preseason. So we had the Texans and the Jaguars near the bottom of that division. But, yeah. like, we were back and forth on who to pick at the bottom. And I was like, I kind of like the young pieces that the Texans are building. And now they have two first-round picks, and I feel like they're starting to make – a little comeback like they're starting to get it and they played hard last year like yeah. i'm kind of excited for them not gonna lie i agree 100 yeah. yeah all right so third pick aaron who do you got third pick got the cardinals i think i'm gonna Ooh. put it up to trade because i think that is one of the most likely things to happen in this draft so if you don't want them with one of your teams i'm probably gonna take him with one of mine okay all right well let me look and I, the Falcons are calling. Wow. Okay? The Falcons are calling. We want this pick. The Falcons sit at number eight and we are willing to deal number eight. Okay. And we're also going to throw in Desmond Ritter. Okay. And then we're going to throw in a fifth round pick. What do you say? So when I think about that, the cars are sitting at three. They got Will Anderson available. They got Jalen Carter available. The two phenomenal talents. But I think that they need the, the capital. I think that they need to make a trade. And if the Falcons are calling, then the Falcons are going to get the third pick. Okay. I'll okay. That trade. I thought I was going to have to throw in more, but I will take that 100%. Realistically, you might. because Realistically, I think there would have to be like a third also, yeah. like a Desmond third Ritter or a might second. Not be enough, but yeah. for the sake of the, the mock, let's do it. Okay. All right. 100%. So, what we have to remember is the Cardinals are now eight. So, that'll mix up our order, and the Falcons are three. So, if the Falcons were to trade up, they would be going quarterback. And since Stroud and Bryce Young are off the table, give me Anthony Richardson at this spot. And what they would do is they would probably sign if they traded Ritter in the trade, which I don't know if the um, Cardinals would want Ritter. They'd probably want something else. But um, they would probably go ahead and start. I mean, they lost Mariota. They'd look for some people at quarterback, maybe like an Andy Dalton type. I know Andy Dalton went somewhere else. But, um, you know, someone like that to start the first year and develop Richardson. So I think this would be a good spot for Richardson. It's a great pick. Okay. That it makes it pretty easy for the Colts. There's the top three's gone, so they're gonna take Will Levis at four. Yeah. Yeah. Um wait, are you the Colts or am I the Colts? Do we confuse oh, ourselves? Shoot. Yeah, you're the Colts. So you go. <laughs> okay, <four>. okay. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, so if you don't want Levis, then we can change it up. <laughs> all right. I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right. The Colts would probably go Levis unless I wouldn't trade this. I think they'd be upset not to have Richardson. I think they'd like to start somebody else um, and try it. That could be a good spot for Richardson. But, um, you know, I was considering calling with the Colts, not going to lie. Like, the Colts or the Falcons were, like, interesting. And especially yeah. at four, that would be an interesting spot, like, to just flip-flop with the Cardinals, or the Cardinals could go, like, a Will Anderson type or someone like that, right. you know? But um, if I'm the Colts, you got to go quarterback, you know, so I'd hit the Will Levis train right there. So yeah, now think, you're up five. I think that's the great, that's the right pick. There's definitely some other teams that need some quarterbacks that would trade up and 
think the Colts might be a little pissed off if they, they don't get the the quarterback they want. But but yeah, that's the right pick there. Yeah. All right. Fifth with the Seahawks. I'm gonna make it easy. It's Jalen Carter. He's the best the best interior D lineman there, and that's what they need. So that's who we're taking. The Lions are a little mad, man. I bet. That that is that is who I want so badly for the Lions. It really is. But um it's a fantastic pick. I mean, he's only slipping this far because of what's going on, you know? So if I'm a Seahawks, I pick him one hundred percent. If Will Anderson's available though, like do you consider Will Anderson here if you're the Seahawks? Like I think they could use a, a D end as well, but someone like Will Anderson, I think when you look at the comparison of him and Jalen Carter. I think Carter will just make more of an impact on that Seahawks defense. Okay. Okay. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So now we got six and Will Anderson is available for the Lions, uh, which is interesting. Very interesting because like at this spot, I was looking at Wilson. I was looking at Jalen Carter. You know, that's those were kind of the people I was looking at. And, and now Will Anderson slips here. So I'm going to pick Will Anderson for the Lions. I think it would be a fantastic pick. What do you think? I think that this is one of the best scenarios for the Lions is is there's a trade up and there's four quarterbacks picked and then we get Carter and Anderson. So so yeah, that's definitely the right pick. Yeah, no, that would be flat out huge. We need somebody to trade up and it might happen. You never know. It could be the Falcons, it could be the Colts. Well, the Colts are a top four right now, but you know, it could be interesting. You know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I even saw the Titans trying to trying to get into it with the eleventh pick. So yeah, happen. The Lions are hopeful for sure. We don't. We definitely know how to hope as Lions fans. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, let's get to seven. What do you okay. got? Yeah, so I think the Raiders were were probably hoping for a, an, an even farther slip for one of those D linemen, but now that they're gone, I'm gonna have to take Witherspoon out of Illinois. He's the uh, the best cornerback in the draft. He's he just he just looks NFL ready. So uh, the Raiders need a good de- defensive player, and I think that's a good good place to start in this draft. Yeah, no, one one thousand percent. I mean, Witherspoon, he can like the way he hits people. It's just yeah. incredible. Like there's that highlight going around of his hit against I think it was Wisconsin. Like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just insane, <laughs> flat out insane. And he's he's a great coverage corner. Definitely one of the top corners in this class. The corner class is pretty deep, so I like that pick. I yeah, like that pick baller. a lot. He's, he's going to make an impact for sure, so I think that's the right pick for Las Vegas. Okay, so we traded three and eight, so you're going to be up again with okay. the Cardinals. So, yeah, that's kind of messes up my notes, but I, I'll, I'll adapt just like they'll have to if this happens. The Cardinals still looking at defense. I think they're going to have to go with my guy, Tyree Wilson, the okay. beast off the edge. 6'6", 275, like I said earlier. The man's going to make a difference. He's got the potential. Hopefully the coaches can figure it out with him, and uh, I think he's going to be a good piece on that defense. Yeah, no, I, I love the pick. I love the pick there. Like, Wilson, he's just incredible. We talked about it a little earlier. Fantastic DN. Yeah. You, were, you were telling me his stats. It's way better than I thought, 100%. Yeah. Oh, he excelled for sure. He he transferred in from A and M as as a sophomore and just immediately impacted Tech as a as a program. So I think he's going to be a good NFL player and who the Cardinals can use right now. Yeah, so, yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a great pick, 100. percent All right, so looking at nine, I'm really interested to see what you got here with Chicago because Chicago, yeah, so, like, they're building something a little bit. So I'm interested to see what they'll do with this pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't like the Bears. I, I'm a Lions fan. I don't like the Bears. Yeah, yeah. they are, they are cooking something up. They, they could, they have some, some light at the end of the tunnel right now, and, and I think. The right pick here is someone to protect uh, Justin Fields. And the best option there is Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. I think he's the right yes. pick. I think he's going to gonna be a good player. And uh, he deserves to be picked ninth for sure. So Yeah, no, definitely the top O-lineman in this class. Like, yeah. he's flat out insane. Like, really good body. And Northwestern, like, they were they were okay this year, but he had he had plays that were just insane. Yeah. Like his O line tape is just you For know, sure. it's it's what you want to see, one hundred percent. All right, let's get to ten where yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles sit and um coming off the Super Bowl and losing some losing some defense, which kind of hurts a little bit. Um I mean, it's tough here. It's tough here. Like I don't know. It's hard to improve, exactly. improve a team that's pretty well-rounded. So yeah, they they're got... pretty well-rounded 100%. Um, <laughs> this is tough. This is really tough. No doubt. I think off the top of my head, and I saw it a lot, but I'm going to shock some people, and I'm going to go Bijan at 10. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to okay. go that high with them. Like, It's just a solid solid fit there like miles sanders has been on and off he's dealt with a lot of injuries he actually had a solid year this year and you'll take it 100 but for me like i think this would be a good spot for Bijan. he would have a great o-line to help him and he'd just thrive here 100 and if not Bijan, i assume they'd probably trade it move down and get some value you know yeah i'm not positive there like i would take Bijan. Yeah, I think I think Miles was Miles Sanders uh, traded or signed with the Panthers or something. Yeah, no, he did actually move on. I yeah, so that's a great about that. A great yeah, person to draft to fill in that spot for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I forgot about that. NBA's been going on. I haven't been keeping up with the yeah, NFL no, transactions, but yeah, you're right, good. Miles Sanders Panthers. So that'd be that'd be actually a really good spot because what you got Boston Scott still there, right? Um, no, I mean, Bijan was yeah. in, in, I think, any backfield, and, and the Eagles, I mean, they're just seeming overpowered now that they got him. So. They would be a little overpowered, 100%. They're losing some on the defensive end. The shout-out Lions getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you know? Yep. So, and they're looking at trading Darius Slay, too. So, I feel like they would end up using this pick just because they'll probably get some value out of Slay if they trade him. So, yeah. You know, you never know, 100%. All right, so you're at 11. Who do you got? All right, so we got the Tennessee Titans. I think that they are one of the teams looking to trade for that card spot. But if it does not happen, I think they're looking QB. Okay. And But it's tough because the top four is already gone. Yeah. So yeah. if they don't get the trade, I think with the 11th pick, this is another tough one. I had, yeah. I think I think they're gonna take Smith and Jigba. I think they're okay. gonna go for I think they're gonna go for an athlete who can make some plays out of receiver. 
I think whoever quarterback they get, whether it's free agency or whatever it is, I think Smith and Jigma will be a a uh, a firecracker in their in their receiving core. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I love Smith and Jigba. Like he was fantastic at Ohio State uh, yeah. two years ago, and he, he was dealing with some injuries. But I mean, apparently he's looking a lot better in his pro days. Mm-hmm. And dude's ridiculous, flat out ridiculous. And it might be a way for the Titans to redeem themselves for trading AJ Brown. You know, they traded yeah. him to Philly, and look at what he did in Philly last year. Like just flat out incredible. You know. Yeah. And they kind of need that piece to help them. And they need a quarterback as well. I mean, Tannehill, clearly not the answer. I've never been on the Tannehill train. Like, the guy's efficient. He does good stuff. But for some reason, I just didn't love him. Like, I just didn't think you could, like, get to the Super Bowl with him. But, you know, the Titans got some work to do. But I think Mike Brable is one of the best coaches in football. So, Yeah, and the way I see it is is if they can't get a top-four quarterback, if they can't get Skaronsky out of uh... – out of Northwestern, I think that a receiver is the next best thing for whatever quarterback they get to fill in. Because if you already have an athlete out there, it's it's a head start. So yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent, I agree with that. All right, so you stole my pick with Houston. Houston's now upset. They wanted Smith and Jigba, okay. but um, I am going to with Houston. I'm going to stack our corners a little more. And we're going to go with Christian Gonzalez from uh, Oregon. I think he's really talented. People really have him high. I have Witherspoon ahead of him. I like Witherspoon a little more. But I really like Christian Gonzalez. He's he's 6'1", 197. He's, he's just a really good athlete, and he's had some good years at Oregon. So I think it would be a solid piece for the Texans. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree with that. He's, he's, uh, he's definitely the whole package behind Witherspoon as the cornerback of the draft and, and uh, the Texans could use him. So yeah, I can't disagree. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So now we're sitting at 13 with green Bay, man, you got the NFC North, man. That's kind of tough. Is it green Bay? <laughs> I think, I think it is green Bay. Oh no, no, it's the jets, right? Yeah. Jets. Yeah. Jets. I got jets. Yeah, so they're – I mean, the Jets – I think Jets fans are pretty excited this offseason. Once they get this Aaron Rodgers deal done, I, I think they're they're pretty excited. They Their offense is looking nice. Um, I think that one thing they could use, though, is is that, that offensive tackle, that tackle position where they got that guy for Aaron Rodgers. They got that that guy that's going to protect him. So I'm going to I'm gonna take Broderick Jones. I, I believe he went to – Georgia. So I mean, okay, he okay. He's he played on the national championship team. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's just the right pick for for a franchise quarterback coming in, uh, just to protect him. Yeah, no, I agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, if you get a Georgia lineman, you know, yeah. you're gonna be doing okay because Georgia they bring in some guys that are insane. Another guy I really like that could be a good fit here would be Paris Johnson from Ohio State. Actually my second option, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean both these tackles are just flat out insane. And right. we we actually saw Paris Johnson. We went to the Ohio State Michigan State game. Yeah. I was down near the field. The guy's huge. He's <laughs> just a giant. He's yeah, no. he's so big no. and I loved yeah. him. Like he was protect like Stroud and him just in that game. 
like were insane. I was so impressed with both yeah. of them. So I I agree with that 100% getting a tackle in need for the Jets. Do you think the Jets are going to trade the pick for Aaron Rodgers? I'm not sure. I mean, it could definitely happen. That might be why you mix it up with the Packers. But... Yeah, it might be actually. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, if they still have the pick, which would be obviously ideal for them, I think they're taking Paris or Broderick, and and I'm going to go with Broderick Jones here. Okay, okay, 100%. I love that. I love that for the um, Jets. And it, yeah. Dude, the Jets could be scary. They could be scary. Bringing that defense Good. back, like, they'll Never be tough. Know. Never know They'll be happened. tough. Okay, so I'm at 14 with New England, and I'm going to go tackle. I'm going to go Paris Johnson here. And, um, again, I talked about it a little bit with the last pick. The guy's just huge, and he's just a flat-out beast. One of my favorite linemen in this draft, mostly because I saw him play. Um, but he's just he's just a flat-out monster. He's bigger than everybody on the field. And I think he's going to be an incredible fit in the New England system. And New England's just got to rebuild that old line, give Mac Jones some help. Mac Jones was the most sacked quarterback in football last year it would really help them kind of build back and get to that level that they were on. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I was thinking about proposing a bucks trade to get a, a quarterback, but okay. Again, the top four is gone and there's just no need for that. So, yeah, yeah, no, that that would be interesting. I mean, do you like Hendon hooker enough to, I like him, or? but not at 14. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like he'll end up being like late, like, not only, yeah. not only does he, not only should he not go that early, but the Bucks also have the 19th pick, and I think they could wait if they really do want him. So yeah, no, I agree with you 100. They only trade up if we have a top four quarterback that fell, and they have a chance to get him, and then they'll try and get somebody to 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 try and take over for Baker if he doesn't turn out. So yeah, I mean, if you're the Bucks, like that division is wide open. You know, yeah. like it's going to be really interesting. And maybe you have a possibility of winning with Baker. Like if you get yeah. some help on the old line and you still got those weapons that Godwin and Mike Evans, like it might could be interesting, you know? Yeah, and that's know. why I think that, uh, I mean, if one of these these four quarterbacks that we're raving about is available back all the way back at 14, I think that's where they need to to make a, a move. And uh, but, yeah, I mean, if, if they're not available, then this is probably how it's going to play out. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. All right. So we, we kind of went on a little, what pick are we on now? We're on 15. It's 15. The there we go. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, so who do you got? I think, this could, I think this could go many different ways. I mean, okay. they need, I think they need offense for Jordan Love. I think they could use defense though. How, like, however, but with Njigba gone, I think I'm going to go with Michael Meyer. At 15. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's definitely a, a great tight end in terms of, of blocking, athleticism, catching. I mean, he can do it all. So if they can, I mean, they, I think they just lost Tunyon too. It's a, it's a free agency. Yeah. So, Tunyon, I don't know exactly where he went off yeah, the top of my head, but, but he uh, did leave. He was a good piece for Green Bay for a while. So I think they could fill that in with a, with a sensational tight end from Notre Dame. Yeah, no, with Michael Meyer, he's probably the most, he's probably the best tight end prospect in this draft because yeah. he can block and he can like pass catch. He's probably a little bit of a better pass catcher than uh, blocking. I he's agree, had yeah. some errors with his blocking, but I think 
really when you get college tight ends, you don't find like great blockers all the time and they don't go like super high, you know, more of the pass catchers kind of go high. Yeah. And I think he will be able to translate. He'll be able to figure it out and then learn to become an NFL blocker like, like Kittle did. And like, like all those guys. So I think, I think he's going to be a good tight end for them. Is he your top tight end in this class or do you have somebody higher? Too far apart, but he's one. Yeah. He's one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I like Meyer and then I like Washington. Um, and then Utah's tight end was pretty good yeah, too. Dalton. I, yeah. I believe it's, it's his last name. Yeah. He's a lot of people are looking at him as the number one tight end, but I, I think Meyer's got him. Okay. All right. So headed to 16 with Washington. Washington would be another one of those teams looking at quarterback, um, trying to trade up. Uh, I was considering them a little bit, but I just don't think they're going to have new ownership. So I don't know if they're actually, I just got breaking news. They, that's hilarious that we're on Washington when I got breaking news. They just, um, what is it? It's Dan and Tanya Snyder reach. Uh, non-exclusive agreement to sell commanders to Josh Harris group for 6.05 billion. Wow. Per Schefter. That is <laughs> insane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at that timing, man. That's, That's incredible. But, um, yeah, I mean, now they have new ownership and I don't know how aggressive they're going to be as new ownership. Like we saw in the NBA, Matt Ishbia came in and he's yeah, exactly. super aggressive. Um, let me look up Josh Harris real quick, but, um, what would you do if you were the commanders here? Just off the top of your head while I'm looking up Josh Harris. Yeah, I mean, I, I had pretty much two options written down. I had either either Jones, Johnson, or Sko if they fell, an O-lineman. But okay. since they're gone, um, I think they should they should get Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State and uh, help out that, that uh, secondary. Okay. So but, what I'm reading on Josh Harris is he's 58. And he's a part of the – he co-founded the Apollo Global Management um, business. And his net worth's like $6 billion. So uh, I'm sure he has other buyers with him, but he'll be the majority owner. Um, but, like, looking at that type, I'm not sure how aggressive he'll be right away. He'll probably, like, try to, like, figure everything out and build them from the inside out. Because the commander is one of the worst run uh, football teams, you know, in the league, 100%. I mean, we see all the stuff about their stadium and stuff, how everything's broken. So they'll probably try to build it from the ground up. So I wouldn't see them going too crazy with this pick. Mm. So what I'm going to do is, let's see. I think I'm going to go with... Hmm. This is tough, man, because now it just changes my thinking completely, yeah. you know? That's crazy that the news happened just That's like funny. that. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that was funny. All right. Let me look. I think I'm going to go with Nolan Smith, Edge from yeah. Georgia. Yeah, I really like him. Um, He had some moments that were just really cool. Like, he's just an excellent linebacker that's smart, can cover, and... He's really physical linebacker. I, I like him in this spot. I just think it's, it would be a safe pick. And the commanders could bolster their defense a little more and then just worry about offense later. Maybe be more of a time management type of football team. Um, yeah. But, you know, I see them kind of being conservative with this pick. 
What do you think? I think that's a great pick. I think I didn't really know where he was going to go. I, I think like, I think Mel Kuyper had him at like going like eight or some analysts had him going eight. And I was, and I was like, I don't know. He's up and down these boards. Like yeah. I really can't determine. I wasn't sure about that, but I, I don't even know if I would have picked him. I think I was going to leave it up to you because I didn't know when to take him. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's a good pick. Okay. All right. So we are on 17. Yeah. Um, so okay. Here uh, I had, uh, I had the Steelers kind of hoping for one of the guys that's already gone, but I think the right pick here is Zay Flowers out of uh, basically Boston College. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, with Smith and Jigba gone, I think he's the next best. Some would say Addison, but I think Zay Flowers is the next best NFL-ready receiver, and the Steelers need somebody to throw to. I mean, they have – who do they got? Just, just – uh, Yeah, they lost Claypool. They traded Claypool to the Bears. And then they have Deontay Johnson still, I believe. Yeah, um, I mean, and George Pickens. George Pickens, so the other one. They're going to have yeah. a very young receiving core with this pick, and I think that that's probably the best thing you can do for Pickett at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Um, Kenny Pickett needs more weapons. He actually showed some stuff last year, which I was kind of impressed about. I wasn't yeah. expecting too much from him, and he kind of showed up, not going to lie. I was impressed. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so... Here we go. Lions 18. All right. So Michael Meyer was who I really had my eyes on. So you picking him was kind of killer for me. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, if I'm the Lions, I'm looking at tight end here. I really am. I like Meyer. I like the Utah tight end. Uh, I I probably can't say his name right, so I'm not even going to try. And yeah, then I, uh, I want Washington maybe second round if he's available. But here – I would go linebacker, and that is Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. And he is really just, he's 6'5", 272, really physical. He's been moving up boards. He didn't, like, a lot of people say he didn't play much in college, but he did. He just didn't start much. Um, He would come in a lot, and, I mean, what Iowa runs, they run, like, a different kind of scheme where a lot of people play on defense. So, I mean, they run like different fronts and stuff. And I was defense was really good last year. Like, yeah, one were. of the best in the country, but their offense just couldn't score a dang point. And Jonah and I talked about that a little bit when we were uh, getting started on the March Madness because he, he was like, yeah. I was offense scores a lot. I was in basketball and I was offensive football can't score. So, you know, that's kind of what it is. But yeah. this guy, really talented edge rusher and. I mean, yes, it's another edge, but I would see him more in, like, the middle linebacker area and stuff like that, really being that physical type on the defensive end. And I kind of like that, not going to lie. Yeah, I like that pick. I think that that, that having him in our, in our defense could actually open up some possibilities for us. I think we could change our front a little bit. I think we could we could use him as a – we could use him in the pad and the pass protection. We could use him as a pass rusher. We could do a lot of things with him, and that would be great. So good pick. All right, all right. So do you want to do nineteen twenty then? Uh, yeah, might as well. All right, I might mean, do the well. rest of the draft. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Let's do yeah. It. So, so with the Bucks, if they stay at nineteen, which I think they might, um, I, their needs are people are saying are. Obviously, tackle QB and then maybe edge. So, we'll have to. And we got our two tackles gone. So okay. That's uh, that doesn't keep it open for them. 
top four quarterbacks are gone. Yeah. Top I mean, three it's tough. Top three corners are gone. <laughs> it's really tough. It's really what tough. What they do, I think, with this pick. Mm. Yeah, no, if I was if I was the Bucks, I'd be looking at O line. Just yeah. a, just a little bit. Kind of like booster like put it up a little bit for Baker, you know. Yeah. Future. Not sure about the 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 draft stock on the, the rest of the O linemen that we haven't taken yet. Yeah. Um the name I got on one of the mocks I'm looking at would be Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Pretty yeah, solid that's, tackle. That's what I was just looking at. Yeah. You, I did you take Tyree Wilson yet? I swear we took him earlier. We had to have taken him earlier. We had to have taken him, dude. Okay. Like I th- I think you picked him with one of your three in a row when we had uh he might have gone to Arizona. I think that's where we went. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, good okay. call. He was around that area. I he think we did pick him. Yeah. So I mean with without him available, the next best DN would be Miles Murphy. The next best t- D tackle would be Cancy out of pit. So yeah, I think I think Darnell Wright would be the night the right pick for for this offense right now. I like so that right pick. Tackle. Darnell Wright. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So getting to twenty, and this will be our last pick, but Seattle. So you had Seattle for your first pick and you picked Jalen Carter. What yeah. do you think I should do if I was in charge of the twentieth pick for Seattle? Yeah, I mean there's a lot of guys left for them. I, I think you can't go wrong with Miles Murphy to add on to that, that young DN or D uh, line with him and Carter. Okay. You could go another route, add another young guy to their secondary. You could go even another route at another, at a young receiver to that offense would be good for, uh, for um, Gino. Gino. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. mean, let's, I mean, who do we have left? There's not many. You got Jordan Addison would be a great pick. Yeah. So yeah, some I of the names, some of yeah. the names I'm seeing would be Jordan Addison or Josh Downs as receivers. Josh Downs had a great year. He's a good slot receiver. Yeah, no, he, he was very good. Um, And then some of the other guys I was looking at would be Joey Porter in the secondary at, uh, from Penn state. And then, oh, right, right. and then Miles Murphy at that D tackle, that would be tough. I feel like Seattle would go receiver, and I would just pick Jordan Addison at this spot. Um, I think it would be solid to give Geno another piece. Um, like with their secondary, they they have Tariq Woolen, who Seattle fans are super high on. Um, Gus keeps trying to tell me that Woolen is better than Sauce. I'm like, stop it! It's ridiculous. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but um so i feel like getting jalen carter would booster like if they got him would help their d tackle enough where they wouldn't go with miles murphy and they'd yeah. want to go receiver and i'd probably pick addison there what do you think i think that's a good pick i think uh i mean i think i don't think you can go wrong here miles murphy jordan addison joey porter jr i think they're they're all would be great picks so yeah the way i see it addison is a good pick awesome Awesome. Well, we just went yeah. through the top twenty, man. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a that was fun. I know that was a lot of fun. We got to do like more mock drafts like this. I'm excited for the yeah. NBA mock. Like I've been, yeah. I've been really studying that. And Brennan and I talked about it on the NBA for Dummies podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. with the Pistons. Uh I mean, 
these mocks are a lot of fun. So I think this is definitely something we should do. Maybe like bring in a few more people and have some trades going on. It'd be a lot of fun. What do you think? No, that was great. Uh, I was glad to be a part of it. Yeah, no. Thank you so much, Aaron, for joining the show. I'm really appreciative. We got to get you back. We got to get some NFL, maybe some college football, you know, yeah, this uh, fall, whatever you want. Oh, I'm pumped. I'll be ready for those. Okay. All right. For sure. Well, I want to thank Aaron Smith so much for joining the podcast. And that's going to wrap up Jake's takes. This is going to be episode 17. And that's going to wrap it up. So I will see you guys later. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.